I'm glad you could join me today for Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter, and today we're talking about how waiting is not a game. So truth number one for today is waiting is not a game. And what I mean by that is so many times when we're waiting, we can think that we're being punished. We can think that God is out to get us. We can think that, you know, this is some kind of consequence that we're reaping. And what I want to say is that even if we're walking through the consequence of a bad decision that we've made, if we'll turn that over to God, He will fill that waiting with purpose. Waiting is not just some sort of a mean, cruel game that God inflicts upon people uh, to make us miserable. God loves us. He's working out when we love Him. He's working all things out for our best interest. So rather than detesting the wait and wondering, well, how long is this going to be? And when am I going to get there, so to speak? And God, why are you doing this to me? Understand that waiting is not a game. Waiting is an opportunity to become more Christ-like. Now, I know that can be challenging. It's challenging for me when I want something, especially if what I want, you know, seems like God's will, if it's for someone to be healed, if it's for someone that really needs a job to get one. And you ask, and then there's that period of waiting that can be hard. But if we can look at our life right now and understand that what we know for sure is that God wants all of us, every single believer, to become more Christ-like. It can help us have the right attitude and perspective in the wait. I want to ask you right now to just stop and just think about and identify at least one area in which you're waiting. Maybe it's for a prayer to be answered. Maybe you're waiting for some bill situation to get straightened out. Maybe you're waiting for a teacher for a grade. There can be so many different things that we're waiting for. I know in my life, you know, every Wednesday I pray for prodigals and I've got over 200 on my list that I pray for. And I ask God always to bring those prodigals home, right? To take the blinders off of their eyes. Let those skills fall in Jesus' name. Help them see the purpose in their life and that by God's kindness that he would lead those prodigals back home, spiritually speaking. But I have to ask myself, as I have that burden to do that, what do I need to be doing beyond praying? Well, I need to stay focused on Christ. I need to ask God, what do you want me to learn in this waiting? As challenging as I might think this is, you know, what do you want me to learn and what are my next steps? Because the tendency is when we're waiting, right? We try to fix whatever we're waiting for. And if that's outside of our control, we can't do that. But what we can do is become more like Christ and be able to say, God, what would you like me to learn? And what are my next steps? So I can tell you that in praying for the prodigals every Wednesday, and if you have a prodigal, if you want to send me their name, I'll put them on the list, that what God shows me is his heart, his heart for the lost. If Jesus' mission statement could just be summed up, right, just real short, it would be that he came to seek and save the lost. His word says he didn't come for the healthy, but for those that are sick. 
for those that need a doctor. And so in my burden for prodigals, one of the many things that he teaches me is his heart for, his, for the lost, to have compassion, to understand God's concern for every single person on planet earth and his desire that none would perish. And so that's one of the things that I learn and I learn to be more compassionate. I learn patience, I learn endurance, and I, I learn God's heart. I also know that if there are any prodigals that I know that my part is to speak the truth in love, but we can't violate people's free wills. God doesn't do that. So we have to respect and love people where they are, be a witness, shine a light, and allow God to do the rest because their salvation or their coming back home spiritually, so to speak, is between them and God. And I can pray for the Holy Spirit to deal with all of them, but I have to trust that that's what will happen and then learn the lessons that I need to learn while I'm waiting. If you look with me at Ephesians 5, I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 out of the New Living Translation. And it says there, imitate God in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Now think about this. The scripture doesn't say to imitate God because we're horribly bad people, blah, blah, blah. It says imitate God in everything you do because you are his dear children. And so that's a part of the lesson that we learn in waiting is not a game. If we are believers in Christ, we are his dear children. He loves us. He loves us in the waiting. He doesn't want us to think that waiting is a game. With him, waiting is not a game. Waiting is a way to help his children grow up. Grow up. Waiting is a way to help us learn. Waiting is a way to help us develop more faith. As I shared about the praying for prodigals every Wednesday, that waiting is teaching me more about the compassion and the mercy of God. I'm learning more about his heart for the lost, why he came to planet earth anyway, to seek and save the lost. And so as uncomfortable and as heartbreaking as it can be, and as long as that road can be, he's with me every step of the way and he's teaching me. And it's the same for you because God is no respecter of persons. You may be waiting, you know, for the restoration of your marriage. You may be waiting for a package to arrive that you really need and it's lost somewhere and nobody's got an answer when you call, you know, the, the shipping store or whatever. We're all waiting on something. And God wants us to understand that waiting is not a game. God is not up in heaven, mad at us, wanting to punish us. He loves us. And it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And this verse that we just looked at that says, imitate God in everything we do because we're his dear children, his dear children. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. His dear children, he's not out to get us. He loves us. It talks about living a life filled with love. So in the waiting, in the waiting that is not a game, live a life that's filled with love. Enjoy your life even in the waiting. Enjoy it by faith. That this life is not this mean, cruel game and that God is not out to get us, but that he's working in our lives. He's working in our waiting. Think about this. It says, following the example of Christ, he loved us and he gave himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma. Think about the investment that God made in you and that God made in me. He gave his only son as a sacrifice. And while those words are easy to say, that sacrifice wasn't easy to make. That road that garden that Jesus prayed in, in great angst with his spirit so heavy and the disciples falling asleep, that road that he walked, that cross that he died on, the way that he was punched and beaten. If you just read about that, the physical torture that Jesus went on the cross for us as a sacrifice. So certainly, if God gave his only son that you and I could become sons and daughters and could be called his dear children, we certainly can't extrapolate that waiting is a game and that life is just this cruel game and we're just waiting, waiting, waiting and that God is just off somewhere and doesn't care. He cares. Waiting is not a game. Our waiting is filled with purpose. Our waiting is filled with opportunities for growth. And our waiting is to help us become more like him, to develop his heart. Truth number two for today is that waiting helps develop patience. Okay, so just in general, our culture has a real problem with patience. <laughs> and it's not surprising that we do. Some of that <laughs> is outside of our control. I mean, everything is mostly so convenient for us. If you want food, you can call and have it delivered to your door. If you need something, you can order it from the convenience of your own phone. And if you order it you know, on Amazon, you could get it the next day. I mean, there's some things I go on Amazon and order and they're there that day. So the, all of that has conditioned in us. It's cultivated in us an attitude that whatever we want, we should have it right at that moment. And they better get the order right, right? Or then there's that, like not only did I wait for you to deliver the order, you didn't get the order correctly. So 
to hear the word patience can be hard for us to put our arms around that and embrace that because everything in our culture mostly teaches us and conditions us that we, we should have what we want at the moment we want and it ought to be correct. Waiting helps develop patience. Patience is needed for this journey here on planet Earth. Patience in our waiting is not a game. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. And I remember when I first gave my heart to Christ and uh, at that, you know, and I was going to church by myself, I remember that Pastor Gardner preached on patience. And he said, you know, when, <laughs> when you pray for patience, when you pray for the fruit of the Spirit, that actually you're going to go through tribulations and trials to teach you that patience. I sat there and I thought to myself and I wrote in my notes because I took notes at every service. Well, then I just won't pray for patience so that I don't have to deal with those trials. So talk about a selfish heart. That was it. And then I realized later that because I wanted God's will in my life, he was going to work to teach me patience anyway, because we need patience. Waiting's not a game, but patience is a part of the journey. I'd like you to look with me at Colossians 1, verse 11, out of the New Living Translation. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. So sometimes we look at patience and think, man, it's going to be hard to learn that. And I don't like to stand in a long line. And I don't like to be last in line. And I don't like to go to the grocery store and go to the 10 items or less checkout. And the person in front of me has at least 18 items, but they're acting like they don't. And the cashier is acting like they don't. And it's like you clearly see that that's a violation of the 10 items or less, but you've got to be patient. It seems hard. At those times, it seems like waiting is just a game. But remember, waiting is not a game. It's filled with purpose. We're God's dear children. He loves us. Think about how this verse is, that we be strengthened with all his glorious power so that we will have endurance and the patience we need. So the prayer is that we will be strengthened with his glorious power so that we will have the endurance and patience we need. Be filled with joy. That's the point. It's the joy of our salvation. The joy of knowing him is our strength. The joy of who we belong to. The fact that we're called his dear children. And so even in all of the wait, and as hard as the wait can be, going to get medical testing and then waiting for someone to call you with the diagnosis and then the call doesn't come that day that they say they're going to call or they call you and say, you know, we need to redo that test. Something went wrong. So many waiting, so much angst, just all of that. God understands it. His word says he's touched with the feelings of our infirmity and that we can come boldly to him for mercy and for grace in our time of need. And yet this verse in Colossians is telling us that the the prayer here is that we'll be strengthened with all of his glorious power so that we'll have patience and endurance. This is saying God wants us to win. In this waiting is not a game, God wants us to win. 
God wants us to have everything that we need. And in fact, he's given us everything that we need for life, for godliness, and for holiness. There is nothing that we lack. If you are a believer in Christ, you lack nothing in terms of living a godly and a holy life. He's given us all of the tools and all of the resources in his word. His word is forever settled in heaven. It is the absolute truth, no matter what anybody says. There's not a mistake. There's not a contradiction in God's word. I mean, talk about a guarantee, absolute truth. His word really is his love letter to us. It's telling us how to do this thing called life. And while as human beings, just our very flesh bumps up against and doesn't like waiting, he's saying to all of us, waiting is not a game. It's filled with purpose. I'm with you on this journey and I want you to have all of the endurance, all of the patience you need. He's not trying to get us frustrated. He's not trying to get us angry. He is not trying to get back at us. Jesus Christ took our punishment He took our sins. He took our grief. He took all of it and he bore it in his own body out of love for us. And if we can just grasp that as much as we can as human beings, we will understand nothing on this earth is a waiting game. But he's working in us to accomplish his will, his good pleasure so that we can be his dear children, so that we can be filled with joy in the midst of our waiting. And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't always like feel filled with joy when I'm waiting. Colossians 3.12 out of the New Living Translation says this, since God chose you to be the holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're to clothe ourselves. That word clothe in this particular scripture, clothe is a verb. It means to put on. Just like we put on the full armor of God every day, we are to clothe ourselves with tender-hearted mercy, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and patience. And if you think about it like this, when we're in a situation where we are waiting, especially when we feel it's a hard situation or we think that the fast food line should be going faster than what it's going and we're waiting. It's like in those battles, in those trials, it's like the heat is on, like it just, the angst escalates. And it's like in that battle, that fiery battle where we're waiting, the tendency is the first thing to do is just to take off that Take off that patience. The patience just comes off and goes over there like we know we're supposed to have it, but we just want everyone to know that we're next in line and we need to be taken, right? We need to be next in the line. We need this. We need that. And so the patience just sort of goes over there. And yet it says that God chose us. He chose us to be the holy people that he loves. So waiting is not a game. God doesn't play cruel games with us. He chose us to be his holy people. And he says, because he chose us, that we are to clothe ourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, gentleness, and patience. So think about it. In your waiting, you are still his dear child. We are chosen 
by God to be his holy people. And he gives us the ability by the power of his Holy Spirit to literally to clothe ourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, and gentleness and patience. Truth as we talk about it today, waiting helps develop patience. It teaches us that even though our culture says we're to have everything right that second, right away, order better be right, blah, 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 you know how we are. Waiting teaches us patience. And it's not that God is working to be cruel to us because waiting is not a game. It's filled with patience. You know, you can be waiting in a doctor's office and you don't feel well and you see other people come in after you, but they get taken before you and you sort of wonder, well, was there an appointment before me? Because man, it's like 30 minutes late and then 30 minutes goes to one hour and you're like, I just need to be seen by the doctor here. It's hard. And yet, we're his dear, dear children. He called us to be his holy people. So if you've been waiting for some prayers to be answered for a long time, don't give up. In your waiting, you will become more like God if you lean into him. You will grow endurance. You will grow patience. In other words, we're going to grow to be more like Christ. And that's the whole point of this life. You know, so many times we get caught up. I'm putting myself in there first with the responsibilities of life, the cares of life, even the pleasures of this life that we're able to enjoy in this country, going on vacation, remodeling our homes, driving nice cars, and nothing's wrong with any of that. That it's just that it can be a distraction to God's purpose in our life. And so when we're in a situation that makes us wait, we can learn the love of God, the patience of God. We can learn to be more like him. The whole point of this, this life is not just the responsibilities of life, the cares of life, the nice house, the cars. It's not, it's not that. It looks like it's that because that's all we know at this point. But the ultimate whole point of this life is that I belong to Christ and that I'm maturing as a Christ follower. That's the whole point. It's not the car I drive. You know, it's not even my job here at CTN or doing this. It's not that. He wants my heart. And today he's saying the same thing to you. He wants your heart. He wants your life. He wants to be able to teach you patience. He wants to be able to give you endurance. He wants you to know that waiting is not a game. This is not some cruel life sentence sent to torment you. I know that some of the moms that I talk to in praying for prodigals will say, you know, that the devil just torments them over things that they shouldn't have said to their kids or things that they wish that they could have handled better. Well, hey, no parent is perfect, only God. And God, even being perfect, Adam and Eve still messed up. We're not responsible for all of the choices of our children. We can only live from here, from where we are, to pray for them. Truth number three is that waiting brings humility. Humility honors God. And I'm not talking about a false humility. You've met people who, uh, it's just false humility. I'm talking about true humility where we recognize our complete and total dependence upon God. 
Matthew 11:29 out of the New Living Translation says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. This is Jesus calling to us. You say, well, how can I do this? And what does the word say? Jesus himself says, let me teach you. So you pray for a teachable spirit and let him teach you. And his teaching is so wonderful because he's humble and he's gentle at heart and he will give you rest for your soul in the middle of your waiting. So understand waiting is not a game. It's not a game at all. Waiting is filled with purpose, God's purpose. It's to help us be able to imitate him, to be more like him. It's to help us develop the patience that we need for this journey. It's a witness to people when we're going through hard times and we're waiting. And we can demonstrate that in the middle of our wait, in the middle of the problems that that might present, we're trusting him, we love him, we're honoring him. And when we have doubts, we take those thoughts captive because we will all have doubts at times. But the Bible tells us how to deal with those doubts. Take that thought captive. Don't let that thought grow that this is just a cruel life sentence. You'll be waiting your whole life. You did this wrong, that wrong, and the other thing. If you have Christ as your savior, all your sins have been blotted out. They've been covered with the blood of Christ. So don't let the enemy who is the accuser of the brethren, don't let him torment you with that. If you have Christ in your heart, you've been forgiven. You stand holy, complete as if you have never sinned because of Christ, not because of us. And we're humble because we understand we wouldn't have any of that if Jesus hadn't given his life. So in your wait, I want to encourage you that it's not some kind of a cruel game, but instead that the wait is filled with purpose. Today's truth that I want to leave you with is this. My waiting is filled with purpose. As I am waiting, I am becoming more like Jesus every single day. And that will be put in the online extras. And I know for me, it helps me just to verbalize that my waiting is filled with purpose. As I'm waiting, I'm becoming more like Jesus every single day. And that's the point of this. And there will come an end to our waiting. I don't know when that is. That prayer will be answered. That thing will be happened. Like the Bible says, you know, this too shall pass. But while we're waiting, we can understand the great purpose to which God has called us, the purpose that he is working in our lives, that we can become more like him he chose us to be his dear children. He calls us holy because he's holy. So in your life and in all the waiting, understand waiting is absolutely not a game. With Christ, your waiting is filled with purpose. And as you trust him, like as you lean in on him, your, your waiting 
you will become more like Jesus Christ every single day. And what a witness that that will be to everyone all around us, that we can wait with purpose, that we can wait with endurance, that we can wait with patience, because he's good, he loves you, he calls you his dear child. And he tells us to be holy because he's holy. I'm out of time, I want you to join me next time on Bridges and we'll talk more about hope for the journey. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 